heels dragging as he turned and pulled her towards his vehicle. No! A muffled wail. Stop! 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 She bucked, twisted, tried to sink out of his arms. He was ready for the movement, knew the victim's dance by heart. He sank with her, gripped tighter, pulled her body hard against his, never letting her think for a moment that she had a hope of escape. Hope was a dangerous thing. He had no idea where it came from. She was totally under his control. But hope had infected her, as tangible in her body as an electric pulse. Without warning, she stiffened, let go of his hands and swung her fists over her own head at his face. A fumbling blow, the shock of it. He let her go. She hit the ground and the scream erupted out of her, rapturous, like a song. He punched her in the stomach, tried to gather her up. This wasn't the plan. She twisted and scrambled against a car. He swiped at her, missed. She was up and running, and as she ran, she almost knocked over another girl standing there watching, mouth hanging open, phone in hand. Run! His victim screamed at the girl already disappearing into the fire stairs. Run! He righted himself. The new girl was too shocked, appalled by what she'd witnessed, to take a step back out of range. Big brown eyes, dark skin, the slowly opening and closing mouth of a woman feeling paralysing terror wash over her. She wasn't his perfect girl, but she was a delightful surprise. He seized her wrist. Chapter 3 She first became aware of the television in the corner, its robotic noises, bleeping and zooming and piercing jingles, the crash and tumble of advertisements. Caitlin shifted her face against the mattress. She was sweating badly, or bleeding. She couldn't tell. She tried to speak and found her lips were sealed by tape. Panic shot through her. A spike of pain that reached from the heel of her bare foot to the crown of her skull. She turned, struggled against the tape on her wrists. Her nose was broken. A damp concrete room. A bare mattress. A blanket bunched at the end. Rusty beer kegs and wooden crates. A pile of trash in the corner, waist high. Mop heads and buckets and a milk crate full of bottles. A vacuum cleaner covered in an inch of dust. Caitlin reeled, tried to get her bearings, scrabbled against the wall. Her ankles were bound. The terror was so loud in her brain that for a moment it blocked out all sound from the television. She saw him standing before the screen, turned away from her, his hands hanging by his sides. The university. The car park. She'd been on the phone to her mother in California, fending off her ridiculous warnings about the killer on campus. It had been bright, sunny, afternoon. Then, in a snap... A different picture altogether. The curtains sailing closed and sailing open again on a horror movie scene. 
the girl fighting with the hooded figure between the cars, rushing past her, a blur of heat. Run! Run! Caitlin hadn't run. Hadn't done anything. And then he'd been right in front of her, impossibly fast, his fist swinging down towards her face. Every story she'd ever heard of abduction and death and rape rushed through her mind. A whole catalogue of atrocities collected since she was a child and her teacher first taught them about stranger danger. True crime novels she'd browsed in airports. Macabre, late-night episodes of SVU. Young girls being dragged out of sex dungeons, recounting atrocities, shivering in the witness stand. Now you're one of them. Caitlin thought, now your nightmare begins. The man in front of the television was angry. 